Hey, boring business owners. We are always trying to juggle all of the different things that we have going on in our business and it can get really overwhelming. Wouldn't it be great if we could get just a little bit of help to make sure that this happens just a little bit easier, especially with those tasks that come to marketing? automation, scheduling, and even your email. Well, don't panic, you guys. We have Jess Tyson from Don't Panic Management here to help us with making sure that we panic-proof our business and help us be better at marketing our business. And all of this is going to be done through the fabulous help of virtual assistants. Stay tuned. It is time for the Marketing for Your Boring Business Facebook Live Show and Podcast. Welcome to Marketing for Your Boring Business, presented by All-in-One Social Media where marketing professionals and industry leaders discuss what you can do to help your message get seen in a cluttered newsfeed. Join us each week to learn more about social media, online marketing, trending topics, and tips to grow your online marketing efforts. Now here's your host, Desiree Martinez. Welcome to the Marketing for Your Boring Business a podcast and live show. Like my introduction says, my name is Desiree, and I'm coming to you from a totally different space. I'm on the road, and so my very wonderful friends over at Helix House in Old Town Scottsdale were kind enough to give me a little bit of help with an office space so that I could be here for you guys today to share with you this really fun topic and amazing, amazing guest. I'm so excited about it. All right, guys, we come to you every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific time, and if you are watching live on Facebook, thank you so much. Make sure you are typing boring right now in the comment section so that you can subscribe to the show. And if you are watching on YouTube or listening on your favorite podcast platform, make sure that you subscribe to the show so that you don't miss an episode that's going to come to you every single week. Today I have on the show Jess Tyson. But again, before we dive in, I want to make sure to show a little bit of love for everybody who is on the live stream. If you have any questions, please let us know in the comment section. We will make sure to address them during our show or even on the replay. So type those questions now. Now, let me tell you a, bit, a little bit about Jess. Jess conceived the idea for Don't Panic Management based on a fortune cookie and a Coldplay song, of course. With the Don't Panic mantra in mind, she also found that there was nothing too big or strong that, for her to conquer. Jess is known for making photogenic recipes and then Instagramming them, and her hilarious dances to the hot, the Red Hot Chili Peppers song, Give It Away. She firmly believes in the Oxford comma and has a passion to finding efficient ways to get things done. Jess's first book, Panic Proof, How, to, How the Right Virtual Assistant Can Save Your Sanity and Grow Your Business is available now at panicproofbook.com. Let's bring Jess on and give her a little bit of love. Hey, Jess, thanks for being Hi. on the show today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to chat with you today. Yes. All right, Jess, <clears throat> real quick. Tell us how did you get started as a VA? I think that we all are a little bit curious about how a fortune cookie led you to starting your own business. Well, that's not my official bio, I will say. That's kind of my fun little intro. Um, the, the business started after I graduated college. I didn't want to go into corporate. I did something completely different. I worked as a, um, I worked in an, in an AmeriCorps program. So basically, I shouldn't even say work. It was really like a volunteer program for about a year. And I learned uh, the meaning of hard work and uh, dedication to, to doing things for other people. And that's kind of where I found my purpose. I always really loved to get my hands dirty and do work, you know, and work hard. But um, 
I liked to do it more for helping other people as opposed to just doing it for a bottom line. You know, it wasn't always about the money for me. It wasn't always about fame. It was about helping somebody else. And so when uh, the opportunity arose to be a virtual assistant, it was actually thanks to one of your past guests, Jay Bear. Um, yes. I had worked with him when I was in college. Um, I was his intern for a little while, actually in Arizona, where you are. Um, I went to college in New York, but wanted to do something different, moved to Arizona, you know, kind of like tried everything out. And Jay was a great leader and a great mentor because he helped me uh, learn a lot of different things in marketing that I hadn't done before. You know, I had been working, I, it was my major to do marketing and international business, but there's something else about getting your hands dirty, right? And yes, actually totally. doing the work. So he gave me the opportunity to try a lot of different things. And at the time, I think I interned for him in 2007. And so it was like PPC and SEO were kind of newer. Um, it was called interactive advertising at the time. It wasn't called like social media or content marketing or anything like that. Yeah. And so I learned a lot about that stuff. I never, I didn't really want to be doing those sort of technical jobs, but it was just nice to get a feel for how they work. And I think it helped to round me out as a, an individual and as a professional. So when I did get the opportunity to then be his virtual assistant a couple years later, I had a lot of different, you know, tools in my belt, if you will. And um, that was really empowering because it made me feel like I could help people with these tools without having to be in a traditional office environment. And that's where the virtual assistant idea is so powerful because it allows people who have these different experiences and these different tools to thrive and help a business owner or help um, you know a manager even at a large company get more done with the resources that they have. So, um, so once I started freelancing as a virtual assistant in 2009, I really found that I was loving making my own schedule. I loved the independence that being a virtual assistant provided me. And uh, Jay was generous enough to introduce me to his friends and other potential clients that might need support. And pretty soon, I think it only took about three or four months before I, you know, built up enough client work to be able to quit my full time job, which at the time was as a social media manager for a nonprofit. Um, and it was great because I got to, you know, have the experience of working, you know, at the nonprofit and in social media, but then also have the experience of, you know, doing some marketing stuff, but also doing some other random stuff. Like I remember sending faxes and, you know, booking flights <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Sending invoices, booking, booking meetings, you know, I kind of did everything at that time. And it was really fun because I really like, um, I like when my days are different. I like when every day mm -hmm. is, is exciting and I don't always know what's going to happen. And I get to talk to a bunch of people and that was where I really was thriving. And so, um, it was nice to have that experience. Awesome. Well, I can't wait to dive more into how we can use virtual assistance for growing our businesses and doing more marketing. But first, gotta bring on Ben. 
Ben does our awesome weekly buzzword with so many new marketing tools, terms, and methods coming out every day. It seems like there it, it can be maddening. It can make anybody crazy, and it can even make the most savviest of marketers want to give up. So with all of this stress, with everything that's going on, we try to bring you a little bit of relief with Ben from the Marketing Buzzword Podcast. Let's bring him on because he's got a brand new word to share with us today. Hey, Ben. Hey, hey Desiree. How are you? Wonderful as always. Glad to have you on. So what is this week's marketing buzzword? Yeah. So this week, this is one I haven't covered on the podcast yet. So you're getting like an exclusive buzzword, which is really nice. <laughs> and we're and we can talk about scarcity marketing. Okay. So the idea of scarcity. Now, the idea of this, this is a marketing tactic which makes which allows you to present your business, your proposition, your product or service within a scarcity might with a scarcity mindset. So this is limited either in number of opportunities, in terms of location, in terms of time. So the it's the idea of actually being able to charge more because you're creating a fear of missing out. So creating Ooh. a course where there's only a limited number of applications and actually building that up so then people would want to pay either pay more or buy earlier. Now, one of the ways of buying earlier, if you are having a sale, you could do something like a Dutch auction. Now, have you heard of a Dutch auction before, Desiree? I have not. I was just going to ask you, what the heck is that? <laughs> yeah. And this is a, an amazing example of, of it. And the idea is you start your product at like you have one of them, maybe one, maybe two. And the idea is you start it at the normal price and each day it would go down by a dollar or a pound or whatever you'd say. And basically, it's basically the first trigger wins. So people will be paying, going, how low do I want to let this go before someone else could actually get into it? So the idea is that you're teasing people, going, how low do you think this can go? You want people to buy it earlier instead of waiting until the last minute where someone else will go in. You want to create that fear of missing out. You want people to buy early. So you can start at a higher price. And as long as the demand outweighs the supply, then scarcity marketing is always appropriate. So this way, think about when you think about scarcity marketing is have I got something that is limited either in time, location, value or re number? And is does the demand outweigh the supply? So are more people going to want it than there is available? Hotel rooms, products, uh, time with someone as a one to one consultation, things like that. Very cool. So do you think what would be an example our boring businesses could do for some scarcity marketing? Like what's something that they could like? actionably and maybe even easily do uh, with this fun buzzword. Cool. Yeah. So one of the best things to do, I think a lot of boring businesses generally end up in the, in the sort of the services sector usually, but I mean, there's obviously going to be exceptions. So if you're in, not in the services sector, uh, there will be other ones you can do, but if you, but you're, you're a finite resource, you're a commodity. Now, if you've got loads of people who are asking, can you go for coffee? Can you do things like that? Can we do this? That is your, you are a scarce resource. So you're able to put yourself in a scarcity marketing. Look, I've got a limited time for one person to spend an hour. You want to be that one person that gets in in their time, in their diary. I've said, I have freed up one hour of my week to speak to someone. Who's it going to be? And that's an idea of scarcity marketing where it's limited either in time, number or location. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that buzzword, Ben. I hope that you are having a great time over there. And remember, guys, he's got a new book coming out. It's going to be in my hands. Before I know it, guys, make sure you check that out. It's going to be the Marketing Buzzword book. And you can check him out at the Marketing Buzzword podcast as well. Thank you so much, Desiree. Yeah, bye, Ben. 
All right, guys, time for a little bit of love for our sponsor for our show. Today we are talking about how a VA can help you with your business, but how can you and your VA manage your social media and online marketing efforts? Well, that is where Sendable is going to be the solution that you need. Sendable is going to allow for you and everyone on your team to have a way to manage your social media and make it happen. You can monitor social media comments, posts, schedule blogs, do videos, and so much more. This is the social media management software of the all-in-one social media team. I have been testing softwares for years and years, and I always, always come back to Sendable because they always have the best way for me to get everything I need done for my business, not just for one specific thing, but for many, many different tools that we need, including social media management, email marketing, blog posting, YouTube channels, and so much more. So make sure you check them out. You can grab the link to get a 30-day trial in our description, and I hope that you love it as much as we do. Today we are talking with Jess Tyson about how VAs can help you market your business. If you are watching on Facebook, make sure you type boring right now into the comment section so that you can subscribe to this show. And if you're watching on YouTube or listening to your favorite podcast platform, make sure that you hit that subscribe button below. All right, Jess, let's bring you back on. All right, Jess, so what? how can someone get started with finding a VA for their business to help them with those tasks that they might be a little overwhelmed with? The first thing that I recommend that you do is it's if you've already gotten to the point where you feel like you need a VA, that is, it's big, it's huge, because it means that you've done enough on your business and you've grown your business enough that you can no longer do it all by yourself. So this is really great and congratulations, first of all, for getting to that point. But you have to remember that especially if you're a solopreneur, this is going to be a major mindset shift. You're not only doing things by yourself anymore, you're all of a sudden bringing in another person or maybe even another team to help you. So you have to remember that this is a big deal and that all of a sudden you're gonna be a manager now, you're not just gonna be a business owner. So make sure that you are ready for that. And I always recommend that people um, think about and plan for hiring someone before they actually need to. So that way you have the time and the energy to put together the materials and spend some time training and giving feedback. Um, when you hire somebody, they're not just going to be magic <laughs> right away. They can be magic over time. And we've gotten those compliments before where it's like, I'm going to call you magical Jess or whatever. And that's great. You know, you <laughs> hope to get to that point, but it doesn't happen right away. So I just want to say that first that you, you know, need to be thinking about how much this is going to change your life and your business before you hire. Um, so then, you know, once you've gotten your, your head around the idea that you are going to hire somebody, it's important that you put together, it can be, you know, uh, bullet points. It doesn't have to be a full page, but a job description, you know, think about exactly what tasks this person is going to be doing for you. You don't want to just say, I need help, but I don't know what I need because that's not useful for someone who's going to try and help you. Usually virtual assistants do have a lot of skills, but they are oftentimes more specialized and can do some things better than others. So you want to try and find somebody who can do the work that you need to do to do the work, not just somebody who is a virtual assistant. So, so what can we do exactly. to prepare to get a virtual assistant? Like I know for me, when I was starting to bring on people to our team to help manage specific tasks, it was a lot of like, okay, how do I replicate what I do best and mm -hmm. tell somebody else to do that exact same thing? 
Yeah, well, I mean, this is one way to prepare is to write the job description. Another way to prepare if you don't even know yet, you just know that you're overwhelmed and you need help. Another way to prepare is um, what I call a life audit. So when we run our own businesses, we oftentimes are, it's not just about our business, right? It's about our whole life. It's like, I have kids or I have other responsibilities or I have, you know, even other jobs. You know, a lot of times entrepreneurs aren't just running one business, they're running multiple businesses. So yes. thinking about what you're doing in your life as a whole, um, thinking about what you do every single day, every single week, every single month, um, and, fleshing out those tasks into different buckets. You know, these are the things that I do. These are the things that I don't do. <laughs> and uh, theoretically, all the things that you don't do are, or don't want to do or are not uniquely qualified to do are things that somebody else can do for you. So, so, that's, so there are two ways to prepare. One is to do the life audit if you don't know what you wanna outsource or delegate, or two, put together a job description of what you think you already know you want to delegate. Um, and then, you know, once you get to the point where you do know what you wanna delegate, start putting together, this is why I say, you know, Ha try to do it before you're panicking because you need to spend some time putting together like SOPs. You know, how do you like to something to be done? Write it down or shoot a quick video. You know, we use Loom and Vidyard to go video all the time to explain how to do things. You don't have to do this, of course. You can just have written documents, but for a lot of people, doing a screen share is actually faster and, and it allows you to click through and show someone exactly how you like something done. And, you know, some people are like, oh man, I don't have time for that. It's like, well, if you don't have time for that, then you probably don't have time to hire a VA. And so you've got to think about where your priorities are and, you know, you're going to be spending money on this person. So wouldn't you rather invest your money on somebody that you feel good about being able to train and have the time to show them how to do things? Um, I think that it's a really good investment of your time and your money if you can put together those training videos and those SOPs and any other like pet peeves or things that you know are going to be something that you're looking for. Um, you know, try not to make it so crazy that this person is like a unicorn and just doesn't exist, of course, you know, but be specific, you know, be be real with yourself and, and write down the things that you're looking for in a person. Because what you want is for someone to see this job description and be like, that's me, I can do that, you know, and that's how you know it's gonna be a good fit. So what are some uh, reasonable tasks to ask of a VA with getting started? And I guess specifically that have to do with marketing. Sure. Um, things that VAs can do are usually things that don't involve like the thought leadership of the brand. So for example, Desiree, you're, you are the face of this live video and this podcast. <laughs> you're not gonna delegate that to a VA. But no. once this video is done recording and this podcast is done recording, everything that happens after that can be delegated. For example, post-production, um, writing show notes, writing social media posts, sharing on social media, um, emailing the guests, you know, maybe afterwards and saying, hey, your, your episode is live. Here's the link. Here are some, you know, social media images that I've created that you can use to share. So all of those kind of behind the scenes things that that happen after the thought leadership 
piece of content is created, a virtual assistant can do. Um, if you're not somebody who likes to do video or podcasting, you know, writing can also be outsourced. I definitely think that you need to be a little more, um, you know, particular and make sure that the person who's writing can capture your voice. One thing that we do at Don't Panic to to be able to do this, um, and you know, it takes some time, but we act, we will interview our clients. So we'll get on the phone with them for 30, 45 minutes, talk to them about, you know, two to three different blog post ideas and record that interview. So that way we can use their actual words when we're writing the blog post. So it's not like we're just researching stuff on the internet, which we also do, but we're not just some generic voice, you know, with, with writing and with podcasting and with videos, you want to have a personality, you know, you want to show who you are and, and what, what makes you different. And it's okay if you're not a good writer, you know, and you want to have written content, you can still share your ideas and your opinions with your VA and then they can write it for you. They can also, you know, make an image for you. They can insert links and do the SEO data in the, you know, in your WordPress account or whatever it is. So lots of things that, <laughs> that VAs can do for marketing, but generally behind the scenes stuff. So let's say you're wanting to start doing something for your business. So a lot of our business owners are very busy working in their business and doing things. Mm -hmm. Like I always like to say they're the ones fixing the roof is fixing the roof is fixing the roofs, doing, uh, drilling those teeth, you know, laying the concrete. And so they know, like they probably listen to our podcast and like, Oh, I want to do all of these great things that Desiree and her guests are telling us to do. But I don't know how to get started with that. Email marketing sounds like a great idea, but I have no idea how to get started with that. Mm -hmm. So when you don't have a way to train someone on how to do something, what, what do our business owners do in that situation? Mm -hmm. Sometimes a VA can be the one to set that up for you. You know, if it's something like an email newsletter, a lot of VAs will have that skill and they can, they can go, you know, set up a new MailChimp account or convert kit or whatever tool you want to use. And usually, and if you don't know anything about the tools, that's okay. You can usually think about your budget because all of these tools are pretty similar. Um, if you're just starting, maybe you want a free tool and maybe MailChimp's the only free option. So that's your answer. Um, maybe there are other things you want to be doing though. Like maybe you want to have funnels and sequences and things. So you need a higher functioning tool. Um, so then that's your answer. You know, you don't have to know everything about everything to pick you know, tools. So don't be afraid of that. But then uh, once you've decided that, basically that's kind of your only decision that you have to make. The virtual assistant can set that all up for you. Um, they can generally make a template if they, if you want something, again, if, if you want something really highly produced in terms of graphic design, you might want to hire a specific graphic designer to make your email template for you. Um, but that's sort of like a one-time fee. And then your virtual assistant can set up the rest. Uh, I always tell people, don't be afraid. Don't let the technology hold you back. Don't be afraid that just because you don't know how to work a piece of software or a computer program, that that should be the reason that you don't do something. If you have an idea, and it's something that you want to share with people, there are people that can help you to make that happen. So, um, you know, think about there's going to be some setup costs. Those are usually kind of a one-time investment. And then after that, the VA can manage it for you. All you really need to provide is the content. And the VA can even write the content for you, but they need you to 
have the ideas. <laughs> so really the only thing VAs can't do or, or really shouldn't do for you is come up with the ideas because that's you, that's your business. That's what makes you different. Um, the VA can then take your ideas and make it into an email newsletter, a beautiful blog post, a video, whatever it is. Wonderful. All right, guys. Miss Jess is telling us today is absolutely on fire with helping us be better business owners with the help of a VA. You're going to want to make sure that you also hit that big old subscribe button. If you are listening on YouTube or on your favorite podcast platforms, you don't miss every week's episode of our podcast. We are talking with Jess about how you can use a VA to help with your marketing for your business. So Jess, tell us about your book. Okay, well, if anyone out there has written a book, they know that it is a labor of love. I have been thinking about writing a book for a long time because I've been doing this for 10 years now and I have a way that I do things that is different from the way other people do things. And I think that's sort of the foundation of a book. So if you are <laughs> if you are a business owner and you think that your way of doing things is different and you think it might help people, you should try and write a book. Um, but anyway, the book is called Panic Proof. The idea behind the book is that a lot of people don't know if they're ready to hire a VA or maybe they think they're ready, but they don't know where to start. This is a kind of a nice starting point. It shows you how to find VAs. It shows you what the difference is between, you know, hiring in the United States, for example, or somewhere local to you versus hiring internationally. It tells you about what a project manager is versus what a virtual assistant is. It kind of talks through all the different options. And then it also gives you a process to find people, you know, how to look at your network, how to search on LinkedIn, how to use things like Upwork, and even goes as detailed as to what you should ask in an interview, um, why you should give a test project. And it gives you some advice on how to train your VA. Um, after all that, you know, the thing that I think that is most uh, unique perhaps about my business is that we focus on developing personal relationships. You know, I'm the CEO. It's my job now to listen to my clients when I talk to them, my potential clients, look at my team and be hiring people that fall in line with my values and the values that I want my company to embody and match those people. So say, okay, Joe over here really cares about, um, you know, having a response. Every time he sends a task, he wants to make sure that he gets a response right away. And then we have Dan over here, who's the virtual assistant, and he's really good at that. He can always respond. So maybe that's a good fit. Or, you know, Ginny over here has this, you know, really demanding schedule and she wants somebody who thrives on chaos a little bit and and me i do so maybe i'm a good fit you know so i i that's what i spend a lot of my time doing now and so for me it's really important to share with other people how to develop and sustain that relationship because too many times and i've seen this personally um we get treated like crap and i don't know if it's because um, well, and maybe it's just like an old school, like boss secretary kind of mentality. Um, but I don't, I don't want to work with people who are going to, you know, treat other people that way. I mean, I don't think anybody should, but no. but, uh, admin, all, all right? yeah. <laughs> but not just that some people, 
and myself included, you know, when I started this business, I didn't think, I thought I was just going to be doing virtual assistant work. I didn't sign up to be a manager, you know, and being a manager is very different from being an entrepreneur. So yes. I, I try to give some ideas in the book of how you can give feedback, you know, how to manage your, your virtual assistant, how to develop a relationship with them that's going to last. Because theoretically, you could have this VA forever. You know, as long as you have your business, you could have your VA. And that's what we want. We want you to feel so comfortable and confident in the in the work that your assistant is providing that you want to keep them forever and you want them to grow your business with you. And that's when the truly wonderful you know, outcomes and relationships happen. Yeah, and that's really wonderful. So on the subject of treating, being treated like crap. So I think that this is a good opportunity for us to talk about like the differences between a VA, someone that you work with maybe on a regular basis or a retainer versus something where you like just pick up someone for projects like off of Fiverr or Upwork or even some common misconceptions about VAs like yourself and don't panic management and you know, um, what other, other people use like, like outsourced virtual assistants. So let's break down some of those myths. So when is the place to have a VA and when is the place to have something like a Fiverr or Upwork situation? Mm -hmm. VAs are best when they can be in ongoing, like I said, ongoing, you know, sustainable relationships. So if you have the kind of work where it's always going to be every week or every day or every month or whatever, I have these 10 things that need to go on. That's when it's a good time to look into hiring a VA on retainer if you can. And, and cause that's when it's the invest, the investment feels worthwhile, you know, where you're, you're training somebody, you're putting together all these materials and then you know that they're going to be using it week after week and month after month. Um, the things that I would use, you know, Upwork or Fiverr for are like one-time projects. Or if you're not sure, if you don't know if I, you know, do I have five hours a week of work or do I have 10 hours a week? I'm not sure. You could start with somebody from Fiverr or Upwork, see how they do. I mean, some people are able to find ongoing help from those people that they hired for projects. So, you know, I think that's a good way to get started if you're not sure. Um, the other good thing about those kind of platforms is they're really Really, they're a marketplace. So you can go in and pick and choose what things you want, how much you want to pay, you know, all of these little things. Whereas once you go to a VA, whether it's a freelance VA or an agency, you know, you're going to say, how much does it cost? They're going to say how much it costs. And you're going to decide, you know, if you're going to negotiate or if, or if you are good with the price. Whereas with a marketplace, you can kind of set your own price. Um, I always tell people to, you know, think about it like you can pick two out of three things. There are three things. One is that you're going to get something done fast. One is that it's going to get done cheap. And one is that it's going to get done well. And usually you can only have two. So if you want something done fast and cheap, the quality might suffer. If you want something done fast and well, well, you might have to pay top dollar for it. So thinking about what your priorities are in terms of getting work done is really important. And that's also where you want to be careful about, you know, using who you're using, because if quality is really important to you, then you might have to spend a little extra time vetting these people and sending them test projects. But if you don't really care about the quality and you just want something done fast and cheap, then, you know, hire someone for $3 an hour. That's 
great. <laughs> so <laughs> what are your thoughts on, on outsourcing to a lot of people? I presume think about VAs and they connect it with like outsourcing to other countries and mm -hmm, India, mm -hmm. the Philippines and stuff like that. When is that? I don't want to say when is that okay, but I guess like, how do, how do we break down that barrier of like, what, why that would be okay. Why that wouldn't be okay. When you want to go to someone maybe more locally, like you guys that don't panic or outsourcing to other countries, like what I know, I, I'm guessing it's something on the lines of like, it's about what's right for you, but what are your thoughts on that situation? Well, it depends on what kind of work you're asking for. And like I said, what, whether you care about quality, because for example, if you have data entry projects or you have things like, um, with CRMs or things that need to be cleaned up or things that really anybody can do and you really just need it done fast and you don't have a lot of money for it, that's a perfect opportunity to look for somebody in another country that you can pay maybe a little bit less than you could pay somebody in your home country. Um, but if it's the kind of thing where you want the person to interact with your clients, let's say, or interact with your audience and, and you speak English and the person's first language is in English, then that might not work out. Um, yeah. it, I don't want to say that there are like hard and fast rules because there aren't. I mean, people can be trained. The, the Filipino VAs that I've worked with in the past through other people, like we don't hire them, but but I've worked with them with other clients. A lot of them are super competent and they really want to learn and they're excited. Um, but it's just sort of a different level. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it just depends on what you want done and what kind of quality you want. And then the communication, you know, I would argue that marketing communications is really important with your business. So you might want somebody who either, you know, really gets it and can communicate in English, even if their first language is in English or somebody more local who you can, you know, train and, and have at that higher level. So it's kind of a personal preference, but it's really more um, how much you want to pay and how, and how much the quality matters to you. And so you guys know, I have, I have read Jess's book. I actually found Jess through her book. And so I've been following her. She's everything that she says she is. She's a, a wonderful food and Instagram cook. Uh, she uh, does really great things. And if you are looking for more information and diving deep into like this V thing, because it is a really big commitment, but it is a really necessary thing for your business to start outsourcing the work you need. I was not able to find success in my business until I started to grow my team. And um, everybody on the all-in-one team does get to work virtually because we're all military spouses and we're able to work anywhere that the mission sends our family. And so that's a big part of what I had to do. And I've used a lot of the principles I've learned through the book with Jess and applying them to my contractors and my team as well about what to be expected, how to train them, um, what it is that they need to do and, and being a better leader for them. So if you are looking to do this and you really are considering like if I have marketing tasks I need to get done and I have all these things I want to do for my business, like start a podcast or do a YouTube channel or get my social media out there, I highly recommend picking up her book and figuring out how you can do that for your business as well. Jess, thank you so much for taking the time to be on our show. Where is one place that people can go to best connect with you? 
Well, if you're interested in learning more about the book, it's panicproofbook.com and that has links to buy from Amazon. Um, so I'd love to, you know, get your feedback. If you want to just download the worksheet that I talked about, the life audit worksheet, that's also where you can get that. Um, it comes with a free chapter of the book and the life audit worksheet. So that's a great place to start if you're not sure, you know, if you want to make the commitment. And don'tpanicmanagement.com is where everything about our business is. Um, I'd love to to talk with people. You can you can email me or you know Instagram is great. Um, I'm don't panic Jess there and um, yeah that that those are the great places to reach me. So thank you, thank you so much. Awesome. All right, guys. Thank you to everyone who has tuned in. Make sure to leave any questions that you have in the comment section on Facebook, and we will make sure to answer them on the replay. And like we always say, military life is never goodbye. To see you soon. So until next time. Thanks for listening to Marketing for Your Boring Business. If you like this episode, please leave a review on iTunes or share this episode on social media. Want more? Subscribe to automatically get the latest episode of Marketing for Your Boring Business. This podcast is presented by All-in-One Social Media.